Coming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I am Princess Cooper. This is time for the professional experts. We're excited to have everybody on. Um, we missed a little bit last week, but we are here now. Duck Riley and my co-host, Tim Moore, are running a little bit late, so we'll go ahead and get everybody in here. Steve Thornton, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Princess. How are you doing? Doing really good, really good. Thank good. you for being on, for sure. Will Thank Lewis, you. how are you? I'm doing good, man. Hope you guys are doing good as well. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's see. Jay Hayes, how are you? I am great, Princess. How are you? Great to hear your voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to have you guys on. And I say the best for the last. Hey, Ricky, how are you, sir? Hey, Princess, how you doing? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? (laughs) Good afternoon. Good evening, (laughs) Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Steve, oh, hey. Hello, what's up, Ricky? Ricky? <laughs> see, I tried to, hey, hey, Steve, you see how I tried to just, tried to be a little professional, just speak to Princess and speak to everybody. You hear the laughing in the background, see. And yeah. there, I know it's Will. Oh, I'm not laughing, <laughs> man. I, I can appreciate you. <laughs> he said, what's up, pretty Ricky? <laughs> oh, that's my boy. Yeah. My man. Well, you know, you know what? I Actually, I guess I'll go ahead with some, some questions that I, I've kind of seen over the weekend. And I really just want to talk about, I'm wondering about Deshaun Watson and how he has done. And, you know, and maybe he didn't have what it took this year. Maybe he was still hurting. But to see how he performed, and I know he's maybe, you know, suffering from an ankle injury. I don't know what the results from that. But your thoughts about his performance, gentlemen, this week, and um, it looks like he is back to, I don't know, a higher level of performance. Will Lewis, your thoughts? I think that was very well put. I think he's back to a higher level of performance. He's not the the Sean Watson that we all kind of uh, saw coming out and, and watched him perform, you know, maybe when he was with the uh, with the Texans. <clears throat> but he's, he's he is getting better. There's ebbs and flows to his game, um, and I think this past week kind of showed a, a different sort of commitment for him because he kind of took over the game. He ran, he threw. Uh, I, I think his effort was was uh, was definitely um, above average. Um, yeah, and it does sound like he uh, he played with a with an injury, was in a boot after the game, um, and uh, and all that. But yeah, I was uh, impressed with the with his commitment. Yeah, yeah. Jay Hayes, the same question is, I, you know, Brady Quinn, not that we listened to Brady Quinn, was questioning his integrity and that he was just trying to collect a paycheck. Your thoughts about his performance? I was impressed with uh, just Cleveland's team. Um, yeah. Their performance in that game uh, to hang in there like they did, get behind 14 to nothing and come back and uh, be able to get a victory. Uh, it was a long, uh, hard-fought AFC North uh, game, 
uh, I'm like I'm used to coaching in and uh, when I was both at Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, um, yeah. you know, those, those are the slobber knockers that I remember. And there was a lot of that going on in that game. Uh, you know, when they pushed the pile uh, at yeah. the end of the game to get the first down, that was, that was just sheer will, um, you know, by, by everyone involved. And, uh, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, guts being uh, spilled on that on that field, and uh, started started with uh, their quarterback and and went throughout the team. Okay, okay. Let's um, Steve Thornton, you, and then um, and then who, we'll go to Ricky. Go ahead. Again, I was impressed with Deshaun too, and I too think that he is returning to his his form yeah. before he got into all the trouble that he got into. Um, when he was at Houston, he was uh, he was almost unstoppable, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. He, he didn't have a tremendous amount of talent around him, but he made the most of what he had. And, uh, you know, he was just a really, really outstanding quarterback. And I see him returning to that, that form. It has taken a little longer than than probably everyone expected, including him. But I think when you're away from the game and then, you know, you have little nagging injuries here and there. Anything that prevents you from playing, you know, to your the highest level. But I think he's getting back to it, and I'm glad to see it. I'm a I'm a big fan. Outside of the, the craziness off the off the field, I think he's one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league. Really, when he puts it all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky Porter, bring it on home for me. Okay. Yeah, Prince. I'll make it just quick. Um... What it reminds me of, and I thought about that after Jay said it, it just reminds me of one of them old-school kind of football games, you know, um, hard-hitting, hard-fought, you know, coming back. I mean, it was like, you know, even before we played, just some of them kind of games you used to see back in the day. And um, it was really nice to see Deshaun. It's like he's um, knocking some of that rust off now. He's – he seems like he's coming to his own. He he's feeling comfortable now, and I had kind of questioned before: Will he ever get back to the old Deshaun um, that got him that big payday when he got it? But I really believe now he's on his way. Now I think he's going to progress this year. But I'm I think come next year, I think he's really going to see something special. I think he's going to be back and be considered one of the elite quarterbacks again. Hello? <laughs> I don't know I what happened to Prince. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was on mute. I'm sorry, Duck. I okay. said, Duck Raleigh, are you in West Virginia? And, and then I'm on mute. So my bad. My joke didn't <laughs> okay. even get any traction. You got that jab in there, though. <laughs> I, I see that, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I thought Duck had muted me or, or you didn't like what I said, Princess. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, no, no. Never Ricky Porter. Never Ricky Porter. Oh, boy. Right, oh, no. boy. Stop hating, Doug. Stop hating. All right. Do a little open mic. What's up, Jay Hayes? What you got for us this week? Uh, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what transpires in the Michigan uh, saga with Harbaugh and the suspension and all of that. I, I just, 
it, it's it's like Peyton Peyton Place, you know. I I just don't know what to make of it. Um, in my you know coaching career, we always sent scouts out and uh, got information on other teams, you know, signals that that they were giving and things like that. We might not have filmed it, but, you know, we did have uh, scouts go out. Um, One of the years that I was with the Bengals, um, we uh, won the uh, AFC North, and uh, one of the reasons was we were a no-huddle team and uh, would get the signals on defense and, you know, we would know what they were going to be in, if they were going to blitz us, if they were playing cover two, they were playing cover one, whatever. And uh, we end up losing in the playoffs because Carson got hurt. But that was our deal was getting signals. And, um, you know, so I've been around that a lot throughout my career. Um, now what they did, you know, borders on, on, you know, old Patriots of filming guys and, and, uh, syncing it up with, with plays that are being run defensively and offensively. We didn't go that far, but we did, you know, we did look at what people do and, um, you know, it's just part of preparing, uh, for, your opponent, you know, you, you need to know the personnel that are coming on the field so that you can be ready defensively. And you need to know <clears throat> what uh, personnel's um, people are going to play against you on defense so, so you can be ready on offense. That's just how football is. And um, I, I don't know what to make of it, but, uh, you know, they're, they're getting punished. And uh, it's unfortunate because they, they have a really, really good team. Okay, so, but I guess the key to that, Jay, is you you knew about it, right? Because Harbaugh said he didn't know about it. Yeah, you know, why he's denying it is, you know, I don't get that. Um, Maybe he's embarrassed or something, but, you know, I just know how uh, we were set up and it it was kind of, you didn't talk about it, but... It went on. I, I just know that. I mean, Paul Gunther, who was our uh, – he was an assistant coach at the time. He was a coaching assistant at the time and ended up becoming our defensive coordinator uh, years later. That was his – how he got in the building because he was so good at finding those signals. And, uh, you know, he sat up in the offense – with upstairs in the in the booth and you know watched what people were doing and he would give it to to the play caller and the play caller would give it to Carson and we would run a play I mean that's just how we did it and uh, there were there was a reason we were so good that year okay all right I'm, I'm gonna come to you will because will you know the guy didn't give it to Harbaugh he kept it for himself become a head coach, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, the one thing you can't count on in this league is everybody shares everything one way or another. So, But, yeah, I mean, um, just to, to to follow up on what Coach Hayes was saying, 
that was to me that was standard operating procedure. You know what I mean? If you were a pro scout and you went out, you scouted a game. Um, that's what you were looking for, that kind of information. Um, you brought it back to your team. Your team uh, had a uh, maybe a backup quarterback or 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 another person write down the signals to match it up with the with the play. You know, he just watched the game. Everything was numbered, so all you do is put that signal with that uh, with that number of play. He watched it, um, and then you know the uh, communication. There was open mic, and the open mic was long enough where you could say something to the quarterback on the field, watch out for the strong safety blitz, or it's going to be cover two, or look out for the corner route. You had enough time to do that. That was that was standard. Like I said, the, the issue here seems to be, yeah, a little bit of denial, but it also seems to be that they were just brazen about collecting the data, like throwing it in, in, in people's face, uh, opposed to just, you know, like you said, like Jay said, it was something you just didn't talk about, but it was something that was done. So if you just kind of left it alone at that level, I think there'd be less of a less of an issue. But um, now you kind of open up a whole new can of worms. So then the other thing I had just as far as open mic was, uh, you know, as we approach the uh, college football playoffs, um, there's going to be a new uh, executive director for the college uh, football playoffs, um, and his name is uh, uh, he's a Lieutenant General Richard Clark. He's presently the uh, superintendent at the Air Force Academy, but he's going to become the new uh, the new executive director for the whole playoff deal, which is which is pretty exciting. And he's got a little bit of a background because I think he was a four-year letter winner at Air Force, um, so he's kind of got the military thing going as well as he's also played the sport at a, at a high level. So that was the other part. Okay. Uh, and Mike, what you got for us? Who would you say, Duck? Me? Yeah, open mic. Yes. Okay. You know, it, it's funny, and I didn't want to do this, <laughs> uh, but I'm my open mic was pretty much what everybody's been saying um, about the Harbaugh thing. The only thing that I hate about it is I hate that he denied it. Um, I just wish he would have. You know, I think he'd have had more people in his corner if he just stood up and took it. Because, as Will said, we all did it. You know, and it was it was customary to do it, and we didn't we didn't consider it cheating. We just considered being smart you know, uh, to pick up and read signals. And it's just like in baseball, if you can see some signals and you can read the, the coach from the dugout and he's calling plays from the dugout or either he's, uh, you know, signaling things from the, you know, to the catcher, the catcher signal thing. If you can do that, that's just customary to, to do it. I just hate that uh, he denied it the way he did. And, but I also believe that um, we were almost a little, you know, a little quick to judgment there. I think, um, uh, a little rush to judgment. I think the suspension was a little harsh, uh, me personally, uh, because we all do it. It's all been done. I mean, if anybody denies that they haven't done it or been a part of it, I'd have to say they're lying. So um, it is what it is. He's going to have to serve, you know, the suspension or whatever, and um, we'll move on. And as we speak, someone else is doing it right now or planning on doing it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Precious Mike what you got for us A couple of things And and like I said everybody has brought to me You know the attention of Harbaugh And maybe how severe this was But I, I don't want to harp on that I, I, I do want him on the sidelines For the Ohio State game But what do I know um, Oliver Buddy Pugh 
retires after 23 years with, with South Carolina State here locally. So he's off into the sunset now. And Tennis um, Barry is the head coach for Benedict and seems like they're, they are trying to tap him or at least ask him. He just finished his second in a row undefeated regular season. Um, and I also want to mention that Shaquille O'Neal's um, daughter, basketball, committed to Florida instead of LSU. And, um, yeah, I'll leave it right there. And Tim Moore is on. Hey, Tim, what you got for us for Mike? Is it me, Doc? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out um, the uh, Buffalo Bills. That um, they've been an enigma <laughs> for me all season. Um, and uh, but but I think um, uh, Deshaun Watson showed flashes of being what he is capable of being, and once was in the NFL on this past Sunday. And there's no doubt he's still hurt. Um, he 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 was holding his shoulder the entire second half just about of that ball game, uh, and he took some shots on the shoulder. Um, so uh, I'm impressed with with what I saw out of him. And if he can play like that, if he's healthy enough to play like that for the rest of the season, the Browns are going to be something to deal with uh, because that defense uh, with uh, with Smith and Miles um, Garrett, huh, man, there there's something. Okay. Uh... Steve, you got for us, Steve. Hey, well, <clears throat> a couple of things. I'll comment on the University of Michigan ordeal. And it, I don't think it's so much that they did it. It was the way they went about it. It had to be very, very obvious and very, very egregious. I mean, uh, everybody does it, and I guess it's no big deal until you get caught. But, you know, it involved, I'm looking at something on the Internet, impermissible in-person scouting of opponents going back as long as three seasons. So, you know, there's some detail there, and I feel like probably the NCAA felt like they had to do something. And, you know, they only suspended them for the regular season. That doesn't make sense either, so it's a real mess. But beyond that, my boy got canned this week. I've been talking about him. Jimbo Fisher got fired at A&M, you know. (laughs) And not probably, if you look at everything evenly across the board, he deserved to get fired. Now, what I don't understand is universities have no fiscal responsibility. They signed this man to a contract, and they fired him, and now they've got to pay him somewhere between 70 and $80 million. I mean, yeah. other than him getting fired, I mean, he does not suffer at all. So it's kind of crazy, but, you know, was I shocked? No. Was I a little surprised? Yeah. But they needed to get him on out of there and, and find somebody that can help. Because they've had some really, really high recruiting classes the past two or three years, but it has not translated to wins on the field. So, well, Jimbo is gone, and we'll see who Texas A&M tabs for their next head coach. But they fired him after a 50-point 50, a 50 win. And they said, hey, um, you still need to go. I'm sorry, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, Steve, uh, I, I heard uh, Urban Meyer's name being floated around. Is, is that, is, are you hearing that in Texas at all? Now, I haven't heard it. But that would, to me, that would be a monumental mistake. That's just my personal opinion. Knowing what I Tim Fisher to West Virginia. 
Huh? You go. <laughs> Jimbo yeah, Fisher to West Virginia. <laughs> you go. Go back. Go back home. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I have not heard that. But you know, I'm not a big Texas A&M fan necessarily. But I would not like to see them hire him. I would not. But doesn't matter one way or the other to see. But but Jimbo had to go. I was glad they fired him. Oh, Steve, I'm not trying to be funny. Are we angry at Kevin because Katie didn't have a seat and she ended up having to sit on his lap? Yeah. Oh, man. Only duck. Only duck. I'm going to stay with you, Steve. Uh, give, what's your top five this week? Who's your top five team? You know, it's almost like it was last week, and it doesn't really matter because they're all undefeated. But it, it will get straightened out here in the next three weeks. But Georgia still, for me, number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four, and Washington five. You know, you can mix them up any way you want them, but those are the top five because they're all undefeated. Okay. All right, Jay Hayes. <clears throat> I I agree. It's the five undefeated teams, and in a few weeks, there's going to be, you know, only a couple left uh, of, of that five because, you know, Michigan and Ohio State play uh, Florida State. Uh, still has uh, some big games left. Washington still has some big games left. And, you know, Georgia still has to play, you know, win out and and play the championship of the SEC. So it's hard to say what will happen to them. You know, uh, but but we'll all uh, find out here as as time goes by. Uh, There are some great games. Watching some Washington, watching Florida State. Um, you know, I've not been on the Ohio State bandwagon all year. Um, they're starting to gain momentum, uh, but you know, and then the Michigan thing is such a mess. I don't know if they can recover <clears throat> well enough to win that game uh, against Ohio State. You know, just with all the stuff going on. So it'll be interesting to see how how it all shakes out. Hey, Princess, what's your top? Who's your five, Princess? Um, my top five is Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. I agree with the um, the college football playoff committee, and we can skip Tim because we don't want to know his top five. <laughs> hey, Tim, what you got for us, Tim? <laughs> well, I, I, again, I say Georgia's the champs until somebody beats them, so they're number one. Uh, I think uh, as much as people talk about how impressive Ohio State's schedule's been, Florida State's has been more impressive. They they dominated an LSU team that nobody else has done that to this year. They beat a very good uh, Notre Dame team that Ohio State struggled with. Um, they um, they uh, beat uh, a Clemson team that is talented as much as, as anybody, and they beat a fairly decent Duke team. Um, so they're number two, Florida State. Uh, Michigan, number three. Washington, number four. And Ohio State, number five. 
Um, and can I can I just mention Jay Hayes said something, and I have to I have to apologize. I was an English major in college, and uh, you know, sort of pride myself on speaking very uh, specifically. Uh, I said a few I said a few weeks ago that uh, North Carolina was a pretty good football team. Jay Hayes said North Carolina was playing well, and I think he's right. They were playing well. Were we're gonna mark that up for a lessons. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, can, who's your five, Ricky? Who you got? Uh, Duck. I'm mine are easy. I'm going with Georgia because they're still undefeated. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. Okay, Will. Who you got, Will? Yeah, I think it'll be the same five teams. Um, but when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be a, a one-loss team that kind of surprises people. Um, but as of now, uh, yep, Georgia, I'm going with America's team, Michigan, the number two, um, Ohio State, uh, FSU, and UW closing in strong. Okay, America's team. I, I, I will. <laughs> I'm coming to talk about that. Old Miss in Georgia, were you were you kind of surprised with that that outcome? Will we're talking with speak? you, Will? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, no, really, I wasn't. I mean, I was a little bit shocked that uh, Old Miss couldn't hold uh, uh, Georgia under under fifty. Now that part was a little bit surprising. Um, I thought you know Lane Kiffin and his crew had Georgia figured out a little bit, but uh, they didn't. But I was happy to see Georgia uh, throw a 50-burger on Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin because I'm not a Lane Kiffin fan by, by any means. So um, it was good to see uh, Bauer, the tight end back, um, you know, and, and their offense rolled pretty strong. I think they had over 600 yards um, on a, on an Ole Miss defense. So, um, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I just like the idea that Georgia beat the crap out of uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Okay. And uh, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Jay? Yeah, Georgia is is was so dominant in that game. Um, you know, really showed why the last two and a half, three years they haven't lost a game. Um, and you know, Ole Miss uh, fought for a minute, but they they had no chance and. Uh, it was, uh, you know, just uh, a, a butt kicking from really start to finish. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on that, Francis? Well, Ole Miss, I, I think it was the opening drive came out and like they wanted to do something and scored. So I said, well, maybe we have ourselves a game, but that was is about as best as their excellent flashes could do. You know, um, I, I was impressed with Brock Byers, though, um, and Georgia did what they needed to do. I thought it was a um, a way to go ahead and just, you know, stop all of that. Ole Miss is going to interrupt, you know, the season for Georgia, you know. Um, so it was a good win for sure. Okay, Steve? Yeah, I agree with what Princess said. It was a good win for Georgia. I honestly was very surprised that the score was as – the margin of victory was as wide as it was. Um, 
maybe Ole Miss is not as good as I thought they were, and maybe Georgia's a little better. But they hung, you know, in the first half, I think it was like 24 to 14, 28 to 14 at halftime. And then after that, it was, it was all, it was pretty much over at that point. They hung for a half, and, and they got, you know, got beat up in the second half. And sometimes that happens. Um, but Georgia showed that they are still to be reckoned with, and uh, we'll see how things play out. And Kim asked me a little earlier about Texas A&M. I saw a couple of people they were looking at. One is the guy at Duke, Elko, I think it's, is his last name. The Duke head coach's name has come up, and Lane Kiffin's name has come up. So we'll see what happens. Okay, well, Elko was was at Texas A&M. So uh, I uh check with you, Rick. Old Miss um, in Georgia, were you surprised? You know, a, a little bit, Duck, not much, but I was a little bit. I was actually impressed with the first half. Thought it was, you know, going to be a good game. And then um, as time went on, you know, second half, it, you know, they just showed who they were and um, just went off and walked away with them. Uh, it makes you wonder, I think uh, Steve said it, is, is is Georgia really that good or, you know, could Ole Miss just – just not be that good um, because it was a tale of two halves. The second half looked terrible for them, but the first half they hung in there and you thought it might be a little game, but um, I think the better team won. And uh, uh, honestly, I think Georgia's going to be there at the end too. Yeah. Okay. Let's stay, let's stay with you. Uh, and what about Washington and Utah? Washington and Utah. Um, Kind of caught me off guard with that one, Duck. Okay. Uh, well, you know, uh, I mean, Washington remains undefeated. Um, I thought it was an impressive uh, victory over Utah. Actually, that's one of those games I thought uh, Utah, I thought that might be the surprise game. I thought that might be the game because you never know what you're going to get when you know out of Utah. And I thought that was a kind of a surprising game. I thought Utah might slip in there and disrupt some things. Um, but it made me look at Washington a little bit different now that they, you know, they are a contender and they're, you know, they're to be reckoned with. So I thought it was a good game. Um, I just thought, you know, deep down inside, I thought that may have been an upset in the making. Hey, Will, Washington and Utah. And I was thinking going in, you know, pretty similar to what Ricky said, um, I felt like this would be a pretty good test for Washington because Utah normally has, you know, I mean, uh, better strength and, uh, you know, it's generally more physical and they got enough playmakers that, you know, you think the game's going to be a little bit little bit different than what it was. But um, Washington's defense, number one, showed up uh, and played extremely well against uh, Utah. I can't say Utah has all its, its weapons. Um, but they played their defense, played like they're supposed to play. And Michael Penix continues unbelievable throws. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, early on I was, thought he was a little – there was a little bit overhyped cause, just because there were so many quarterbacks that uh, could be considered in the in the Heisman race. But Penix has done it week in and week out against some pretty good, um, pretty good defenses. Um, he just makes uh, unbelievable throws, and he's extremely accurate. Um, the, the funniest thing, obviously, was the potential pick six 
that was dropped on the two yard line and everybody watched it for about yeah. you know maybe for forever until uh, uh, until the Utah kind of jumped on it. But it was silly that the uh, you know the uh, guy dropped. I mean he dropped it at the two yard line. It wasn't even close to the, yeah. uh, the goal line. That's that's what was funny about it. And then two other dudes on his team ran by it and congratulated him, and the ball sitting on the two yard line. So, <laughs> I make Steve. Steve Washington, Utah. Now, I, I just thought that was it. How do you make a mistake like that? You know, he wasn't even close to the goal line. <laughs> but I, I think he was excited. Close. Yeah, he was excited and. Uh, Forgot to cross the goal line. But <laughs> I, too, thought this would be a game that Utah snuck out of town with and, and, and claimed a victory. But Washington said no. But I had picked Utah in this game and, and thought that they would be able to beat Washington. Uh, I, I guess I, I love Michael Penix Jr., and I guess I was waiting for, for Washington to have that uh-oh game. But so far, so good, and they're doing well. It was weird. I was sitting here looking at the score on the Internet, and nobody scored in the fourth quarter, which was kind of weird. It was 0-0 in the fourth quarter, 35-28 Washington. So kudos to the Huskies and uh, make it hard for the new committee chairman. (laughs) They understand it. All right, Jay Hayes. Yeah, um, it it was a great just back and forth game, uh, throwing haymakers uh, at each other uh, throughout the game. Um, you know, Utah gave their best shot, uh, and they just ran out of steam uh, as as it went in the second half. Um, you know, they they have overcome a bunch of adversity all year uh, with injuries and to their. Uh, uh, roster and have had guys step up, switch from offense to defense and and play both ways and all that stuff. But uh, Washington was just too strong. Uh, I really liked uh, Penix. Um, you know, I liked him when he was at uh, Indiana, and uh, he has just continued to improve. And he has weapons, just receivers and backs and uh, you know, uh, I I follow Washington a lot. Um, a good friend of mine, guy that I coach, Sam Adams, his son is a running back on the team, and uh, so I I always try to pay attention to them. Um, but um, you know, I I quietly pull for for the Huskies because of that. You know. Okay, uh, Precious. I really liked this game. I thought Utah played a really good first half. Um, They were up 28-24 at halftime, so I thought this was going to be um, a pretty good ending. But um, Utah didn't score in in the third or fourth quarter. And, um, you know, and Washington had a couple times to maybe put it away, especially with the pick six. But um, the young man left the ball at the two-yard line. So, and was being congratulated on the sidelines before they looked up and said, oh, no, you know, uh, I think we have a, mis- a mistake here. So um, I don't remember who picked who, but I was pulling for Penix Jr. in this game, um, you know, but Utah played them tough in that first half. But um, whatever adjustments they made or whatever happened, 
um, they were done in the second half. So um, good game, and Penix Jr. continues on. Hopefully the legend, the legacy, or whatever the journey takes him to at least the college football playoffs. And, uh, uh, Tim? Yeah, I, you know, I thought early in the season uh, before the Oregon game, I thought Washington was a juggernaut. And I thought they played well in the Oregon game as well. Um, what I'd say about them now is that I, I wonder uh, if their defense can hold up against some of the top teams, the top three or four teams in the country now. Uh, but they are clutch. They they get it done when they need to. So um, I, I like them. I like Washington. Good, and, and it's a good ball game. And Tim, I'm going to jump ahead. Uh, you want to take uh, next week games? Yeah, uh, gentlemen uh, and, and lady, um, let's uh, look at uh, Georgia and uh, Tennessee and Knoxville this week. Uh, Coach Jay Hayes, what do you what do you think? Um, this weekend, uh, you said Georgia and who? Georgia and Tennessee and Knoxville. Uh, I I think Georgia will win. You know, I tennis. I like Tennessee, but you know, in these big games. They just, like last week against Missouri, they just laid an egg. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I, maybe they were looking forward to this week, but you got to beat Missouri, right? And and they just were terrible. Uh, I was hoping they'd play better, but they didn't. Um, you know, I, I think Georgia will just wear them out as time goes by. Uh, Steve Thornton, 110,000 truck driving, tobacco chewing, hayseeds up in Knoxville this weekend against uh, Georgia. What are you thinking? <laughs> I think Georgia will win. Um, Tennessee lost their cred to me last week when, when as, as the gentleman just now said, that they lost to Missouri. So, you know, that I, I, I don't know. I wasn't surprised that they lost to Missouri necessarily, but how they lost, you know, I think it was thirty something to seven, but you know, <laughs> got to stay with Georgia, and uh, I, I don't think Tennessee can can beat Georgia, so we'll go with Georgia this weekend. Okay, Rick Porter, what are you thinking? They're playing in Knoxville, Neyland Stadium, pretty intimidating. Georgia's number one in the country, at least I think so. <laughs> it, it won't be intimidating for Georgia after the way they look at, at Mizzou last week. I, I just don't think they got a chance. Um, I think it's going to be. The only thing they're going to have is home field advantage to help them out, but I, I believe Georgia will take this one easily. Okay, Will Lewis, what are you thinking? They're uh, in Knoxville this week, Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed just because of uh, you know, I mean, cause I was I was I was ready to hype this one up pretty good, but I was kind of disappointed the way uh, Tennessee um, fared against Missouri last week. Uh, and when you were saying you're going to get all those truck driving, tobacco chewing. You forgot Jack Daniels and Lincoln <laughs> yes, fans sir. and stuff like that. But don't forget the Jack Daniels. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm George all the way on this one. I, Tennessee was just a disappointment last week, man. It, it would have been a good game to, to hype up had they beat Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Delta, what are you thinking, uh, Georgia going into uh, Rocky Top this week? I think it's, it's, it's a home game for Georgia. <laughs> okay. No, no rocky uh, top in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, I, I think Georgia wins, but there was high expectations for Tennessee um, at the beginning of the season, and, and mm-hmm. to, to roll in and be, you know, competitive and to push Georgia for, you know, one or two in the SEC East, and that has not happened. Um, so, 
you know. But I think Georgia goes in the Neyland Stadium no matter what Jack Daniels is there or, or he'll believe he's there. I think they win that game. <laughs> okay, let's stay with you, Princess. Uh, uh, DJ Yuli Ungalu, Ungalalu, or whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> is having a bit of a revival. Uh, and they're taking on the Washington Huskies this week. Um, what do you think? You know, I was talking to Clemson fans about him today um, at, at a client's meeting, and, and I think everybody agrees that the change of scenery did him well and that mm-hmm. he had enough opportunities and chances with Clemson. Um, but he's performed well, and, 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 I, and I like to hear second chances. But, um, you know, uh, who are they playing again? I forgot who they're playing, but. Washington um, in, in Corvallis. Yeah, the Huskies. I just, I just think the Huskies are on on um, a journey, and I hope they continue it. But I'm glad that DJ has performed well. But I'm going to pick the Huskies. Okay, Steve Thornton, you were a quarterback. DJ's uh, showing a little moxie, uh, quite a bit of resurgence from what we saw at Clemson, um, and started off uh, with an impressive bowl game win last year against uh, somebody from. <laughs> down south. But anyway, um, they're playing the Washington Huskies this week at home. What are you thinking? Upset special. This is the upset special. Oregon okay. State over Washington. Mess up All Washington. Right. You watch. It always happens to one of them. And though I would like to see Washington win, I think they may get upset this weekend. So we'll check wow. that one for Oregon State. Ricky Porter. Uh, what do you what are you thinking? Oregon State does look like they've got a pretty good ball club. They do, Tim, but I I really don't think uh, it's a chance of them right now. Washington is rolling. I think this is one of those teams that's just uh, not saying they're going to go all the way, but this is uh, a team that's uh, has made that next step. I think, and um, whether they can stay there or not and be an elite team for years to come, but I, th- I really think um, this is kind of their season to do some. <laughs> turn some heads and do some positive things. So I'm going to Washington. Coach uh, Jay Hayes, uh, Oregon State uh, facing a Washington team that looks like they're preparing themselves to step into the Big Ten in a major way next year. Well, I'm going to go with the upset, too. Um, Oregon State, uh, I believe, is uh, one of the teams that got left out uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, Washington State, if I'm not mistaken, and um, yep. you know they prove uh, it's just college football today is so up and down. Uh, you know, any given Saturday, somebody's going to get it, and uh, might as well be the Huskies this week. Okay, uh, Will, what are you thinking? Oregon State and Washington. <laughs> you said this game was in at uh, at Washington or was in Corvallis. It's in Corvallis. Corvallis. Yeah, see, and that's that's the thing about going and playing in, in that dreary place, you know what I mean, is just kind of getting your mind right and, and, and going, you know, going in there and going down there and, and taking care of your business. So, yeah, I, I think there's the potential um, for an upset. I'm going to stay with UW because it's their opportunity to, you know what I mean, to keep going strong and, and, and put their uh, plug in for, you know, being in the in the final four. Um, and I think, but I think this game is going to be bigger than the Apple Cup as far as UW making a statement. So um, it, it, it's, it's potential. And like I said, go down to Corvallis and, and play this time of the year. I mean, you'll just be happy to, you know, to get out of there and, with a win and, and, and get back to uh, get back to Seattle. But going with UW. Okay, Duck. Uh, what are you thinking about this? 
I hate to do this, but I'm going to kind of follow Will's lead. Don't hold that against me. Going with Washington. <laughs> okay. Let me stay with you, Doug. Uh, Utah is playing an Arizona team that's played pretty well this year. What, do you, what are you thinking? Taking the upset. This is going to be my upset special. I'm going with Arizona. Okay, Princess, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that one, Utah and Arizona? I'm going with Arizona against the 85 trucks. Yeah, I'm going with Arizona. <laughs> okay. okay, Steve Thornton, what are you, what are you thinking, uh, Utah against Arizona? Uh, Utah, man, I'll take the Utes. Utah, and it's not going to be close either. Okay, well, Lewis, what are you thinking, Utah and Arizona? Yeah, uh, Arizona's probably been the biggest surprise for me uh, this year and the way they've played. And um, yeah. I don't see how – I don't see why, you know, Utah should slow them down. So I'm going to actually go with Arizona to, to beat Utah. Well, they're upset. Okay. Jay Hayes, what are you thinking, uh, Utah and Arizona? Uh, I'm going to go with my man Ricky Hunley at uh, Arizona. I got I to gotta stick with, with uh, the big kahuna on this one. And uh, hopefully the Wildcats pull it out. Okay, Rick Porter, did we get you on this one? No, but I'm going to have to go against my two boys this time, Will and Jay. Um, I think Utah gets back into the win column this week. So I'm going okay. with Utah. Let me, let me stay with you on, on the next one. Um, you get an in-state rivalry, Kansas and Kansas State. Both of them are playing pretty well this year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that one? I'm going to go with Kansas State on this one, Tim. Kansas State. Okay. Uh, Steve Thornton, what are your thoughts? Uh, Kansas, Kansas State. Uh, I like Kansas in this one. They're both 7-3. and three, And, uh, gosh, so they are very evenly matched. But I'll I'll take Kansas in this one, the Jayhawks. Okay. Duck, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, Kansas, Kansas State. <laughs> I like Kansas, but I don't know if that quarterback, they say he's going to play, but – I really don't know, so I'm gonna I'm go with I'm gonna go with my man Ricky. I'm going with K State. Okay, Will Lewis, what do you think of Kansas Kansas State? Yeah, as good a year as Kansas has had, um, I just uh, still don't uh, see them pulling it out, man. I, I think K State wins it and takes home the uh, interstate uh, trophy. So yeah, K State to win it. Princess, what do you think of cross state rivalry, Kansas Kansas State? Um, I'm going to go with K-State because that's where Deuce Vaughn came from, and Deuce Vaughn plays for the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Oh, my All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to follow Princess and say Kansas State, but not because of Deuce Vaughn. I just, I just, uh, you know, I think Kansas is quarterback and they're going to have a hard time like they did last week. Okay. Sounds sounds like good as good a reason as any. Uh Duck. Uh Tim, pro game did you, uh, games did you watch, man? Talk to us. I yeah, watched uh, I watched that Sunday night game as long as I could. Um <laughs> the Jets need help. They need help. Their 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 offensive line is horrible and the quarterback is not much better. Um I watched that game, but the one that really kind of I enjoyed was Cleveland and Baltimore. And that Cleveland Browns defense is, oof, they're, they're lights out, man. Um, Smith, Ladarius Smith, and um, um, uh, Miles Garrett, hard to block, man. They're, they're just 
something to deal with. Uh, and Deshaun Watson played like the old Deshaun Watson, and if he can, if he's healthy enough to play like that, they're they're going to be dangerous. Hey, uh, Will. Yeah, um, had a chance to see a a couple games, but just wanted to make a quick comment on the uh, the Buffalo Denver game from last night, right? Because I mean, we saw how all uh, all everything transpired and. The quarterback didn't play really well, and he hadn't really played well all year. So they ended up firing the uh, uh, coordinator, <laughs> Ken Dorsey. But, the, I mean, the ironic thing about it is all those things that were taking place in the game, uh, the biggest mistake was having 12 men on the field on the missed kick at the end. So if you have 12 men on the field, that generally kind of falls on the defensive coordinator to make sure – He's got the right group out there because it was a mayday situation. So it was kind of the de- should have been the defense that was on the field. And in Buffalo's case, the defensive coordinator is the head coach. So maybe the head coach should have fired himself. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. And then a couple of good games that, you know, you enjoyed the Detroit and L.A. Chargers game. Because still kind of uh, loving to watch the uh, resurgence of Detroit, and um, you know they were racking up yards. Golf is playing well for them. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, we're kind of watching Detroit do their thing. And then even out here in uh, uh, Arizona, Kyler Murray was back, and they ended up beating Atlanta. And Kyler Murray actually played pretty uh, pretty well at quarterback. So there were a, a couple games that were pretty good this uh, this weekend. Steve Thornton. Hey, hey, the games that I actually watched turned out not to be great games. Um, the, the game that I really was most very interested in was San Francisco and Jacksonville. I was surprised that they beat Jacksonville as handily as they did. Not so much that they beat them, but I thought it would be a struggle. I thought the Jags were going to take a step, uh, but they did, and they did. They took a step back. So we'll, we'll see if they regroup. And, of course, I watched the Cowboys play, and, you know, even before the game, I heard someone say that, you know, if they beat the Giants, it's, it's really not a big deal because the Giants are horrible. So, you know, they they won. They won handily. They did what they were supposed to do. But the Giants, the Giants really do look bad. They yeah. – I, 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 I said that the Cowboys <laughs> will win because I was like, the Giants are just – they're bad. And if you can't beat them, then you really do have issues. So they did what they needed to do, and uh, that was a good thing. It's those New York teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're having a tough year. Hey, <laughs> Hayes? You know, um, I was impressed with the Houston Texans going to Cincinnati and uh, being able uh CJ Stroud to outdo uh Joe Burrow um and and get the win. I, I thought that was pretty impressive and, and what Josh Dobbs has done the last two weeks for the Vikings uh getting traded uh midweek uh going up there getting uh put into the game with the other quarterback being hurt and then uh going in against the Saints uh, last week and, and uh, putting up 27 points and 
thrown for 268 yards. Uh, just impressive. Uh, he. It's hard to believe the guy's been on four teams or five teams this year, just this season. So it's kind of crazy because he, he's a good, good, good player. And um, a lot of people have missed on him, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Duck, I'm, I'm going back to the uh, – because I thought it was an impressive game was the, the, the uh, Browns and the Ravens. And, uh, you know, I, you know, since I stopped playing, I never really have a favorite team. But I do tend to, growing up in Baltimore, I do tend to root for the Ravens. Uh, but it was just, I thought that was an impressive game of how Cleveland, you know, fought back. You know, I think they were down like 17 to 3 or something. They fight back, at, you know, and, um, you know, to tie the game and then to to stop them. You know, it had two minutes on the clock to go down and get in field goal range and win that game. So, to me, that was a very impressive game. I enjoyed it, even though, you know, I was a little bit rooting for the Ravens. Um, but, I, you know, that was the game I watched, I paid the most attention to. And uh, uh, overall, it was a pretty impressive game. Okay. Steph, did you send me? Yeah. Um, I, I of course, I watched the the Cowboys a little bit, but I got a chance to see most of that um, later on. The the main game that I watched the entirety was was the Las Vegas um, Antonio Pierce's and and the Jets. And I don't know if we've really talked about that, but um, Antonio Pierce is now two and zero, and and I'm happy for him and what what he's trying to do there. Um, Caught a little bit of the Cleveland Browns game and saw them pull that out. And I, and I like what Jay Hayes had to say. I forgot about that. But C.J. Stroud is having himself a pretty good year. Um, and they beat a good team with Joe Burrows and the Bengals. So those are the games I watch. Hey, Princess, take us out of here. That's it, Doc. That's it. I don't get the beef about Taylor Swift. Um, okay. All right, so then... No, because we don't have enough time. <laughs> Jay, Jay Hayes, Will Lewis. You've got to learn her handshake, Chris, if you got to learn it. Would you stop that, Duck? <laughs> Between Tim bringing up Oregon State beating Florida in the bowl game two years ago and you and Mr. <laughs> handshake. So it was last year. Um, it wasn't no two years ago. Okay. <laughs> And here's another warning. If you put FSU number two next week, don't show up. Take a bite. <laughs> uh, All right. Steve Thornton, Jay Hayes, Will Lewis, Ricky Porter, Tim Moore, Duck Riley. You guys have a great week. Um, next week is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving um, for sure. Have a great time, okay? Hey, hey right. Thanksgiving, guys. Princess, yes, real quickly, yes, y'all, did y'all hear that they fired uh, Southern's head coach today? No. No, University. no. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he just got fired today. Uh, right before I came online, I was, I mean, came on, you know, in the air, I was watching uh, Eric Dooley. Uh, yeah, they fired Southern's head coach today. So, um, wow. but I, 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 his, his, his take-home package won't be anything like your boy down at Texas A&M, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Trust me. Gimbal will go yep. home with eighty million and be on somebody's sideline next year if he wants to. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, you think you, Ricky, you think they'll bring Shanice Berry back? <laughs> Only you would say that, Doc. No. <laughs> because he because he's been killing them at Benedict. He's been he won the S I A C every year. They're gonna try Two to do undefeated seasons in yeah. a row. Yep. And with no benefits. And, and he's there with no benefits. So I, I think he has somewhere um, that he, I don't be, think he uh, stays around. Benefits. Yeah, it would be nice for them to do it, but I don't think they're going to do it. They're going to try to make a splash. Like, you know, they're going to get a name. Watch. Andre, Andre Rising. Oh, oh. Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> All I can tell you. Yep. Yep. Guy. Urban Meyer is available. Wouldn't <laughs> 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 that be something? <laughs> Oh yeah, that would be something. HBCU, they'll show him oh. something. <laughs> Keep Urban away okay, from there's, them. There's I, guarantee some... would, I, I guarantee he won't be kicking players down there because he'll get get a T-bone upside his head. Cooking them will be waiting on him outside the, out the stadium for sure. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, oh. have a great week. I got to get to another show. All right, All right. thanks, thanks Francis. See you later, fellas. Never had a okay, show good. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.